Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Amber, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. Here's a prayer for resurrection hope. Lord God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, triumphed over the powers of death and prepared for us our place in the new Jerusalem, grant that we who have this day given thanks for his resurrection may praise you in that city of which he is the light and where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. This morning, we're reading Song of Solomon, chapter one and part of chapter two. And I'm just gonna read um, certain sections of it, so follow along. Chapter one, the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. Therefore, virgins love you. Draw me after you. Let us run. The king has brought me into his chambers. We will exult and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. I am very dark but lovely. O daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kadar, like the curtains of Solomon, do not gaze at me because I am dark, because the sun has looked upon me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Tell me, you whom my soul loves, where you pasture your flock, where you make it lie down at noon. For why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flock of your companions? If you do not know, O most beautiful among women, follow in the tracks of the flock and pasture your young goats beside the shepherd tents. I compare you, my love, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your neck with strings of jewels. We will make for you ornaments of gold studded with silver. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves. 
Behold, you are beautiful, my beloved, truly delightful. Our couch is green, the beams of our house, our cedar, our rafters, are pine. As a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young women. As an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. With great delight I sat in his shadows, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Sustain me with raisins, refresh me with apples, for I am sick with love. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the doves of the field, that you do not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a book to enter into, right? Um, I would love to know how many people read Song of Solomon um, often or even once a year or however. Um, I've heard it said that this is a book that is often misunderstood, misapplied, or simply unread. I've had such a great time preparing for this very short devotional and would really encourage you to take some time and be a student of the word for this book. Seek out the wisdom and goodness this Song of Songs has to offer. Promise your time won't be wasted. I love what Dr. Tony Evans says about this book. He says, this is a lover's song, a story about God's love applied to human relationships. God wants that love expressed in romantic relationships. Therefore, Solomon is allowed to bring in a man and a woman on their journey to and into their marriage. His telling includes the physical part of their union, which is something God himself endorses. This very tender and touching book has been given to us to understand not only how we can relate to God, but how he wants us to relate to one another within the context of marriage. God doesn't shy away from uh, these matters. So because he gave us this book, let's find out what he has to say about tenderness, care, and love as a reflection of his kingdom relationship with us. So in light of that, and with the few minutes I have, I want to highlight chapter 2, verses 3 through 7. And I'll read it again real quick. As an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. With great delight I sat in his shadow, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to his banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. And focusing on verse 7, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. The woman is speaking in this section, and I love how the woman is heard from the most in this book. It really speaks to me the value and design of how God intended woman to be from the garden. Heard, seen, speaking, and valued. All qualities that have been damaged and tarnished since the fall. Here we see the young woman seeking out her love, not being simply an object, but a pursuer of love and care herself. If we can read this book through the lens of God's original design, how shaping would this be in our personal lives, marriages, and families? I also see the value she places on the man saying, with great delight I sat in his shadow, 
In fact, in various places in the book, they both speak of each other as standing out among their peers. They seem to have such high honor of each other's character and are committed to each other. And then we see this honor and commitment on display in their pursuit of purity together. Again, adhering to God's original design, the woman gives a warning to her peers that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. They are both experiencing the intensity of building affection and enjoyment of each other, which is part of God's good design. And yet there's a grounding of the truth that keeps them on the path that will ultimately lead them to a place of satisfaction only found in true obedience to Christ. We must not depart from the path he has set for us. So in closing, I would love for you to think and ponder areas in your life that you see this beautiful love story on display? Do you find yourself being made new as you seek to live in light of God's original design for relationships? Or are there areas of brokenness when it comes to relationship, especially of this nature, that need healing, repentance, and truth? Father, I thank you for this rich book filled with words, pictures, and phrases that are meant to give honor to one another and ultimately to honor you and praise you. You have made us to behold your beauty and glory and goodness through your creation and marriage and relationships. Cleanse us from the world and the enemy that would seek to destroy your good gifts. Revive our hearts and minds to live in light of your truth. May we be committed to doing the will of the Father and being a kingdom-minded people who fight for this kind of love. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come.